What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the irregular podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, I promise. How's it going, everybody? Dudes, as soon as I put out Running Silent, Running Deep, I started getting messages from folks who didn't make the cutoff for the original episode, but who had awesome shit to say, so... I'm putting out a part two. Uh, Running Silent, Running Deep is still, I think, my most useful episode. I think there is just so much good stuff in there. And there's good stuff in here, too. So let's dive right into it. Hey, Joey. Alex here. I uh, haven't really been spelunking in any structures or underground caverns. But where I grew up in the woods, if you walk around, you find all these old foundations of farmhouses from decades or maybe even a century ago and they're all covered with leaves and there's trees growing up through them and it's just like a pit in the ground maybe there's a a chimney foundation in there and you can poke around and find scrap bits of metal but it always just makes you wonder about you know who lived there and why they left and what the world was like so long ago so it's a really sort of evocative piece of history that kind of makes you uh wonder about who was there in the past. Can't wait to hear about the other uh, stories. See you later. Dude, Alex, that was awesome, man. Thank you for the call in. I think the word evocative is also very evocative. So thank you for that as well. But I can absolutely imagine what that must have been like sneaking and creeping around through those old abandoned farmhouses and shit in the woods and just seeing how fast nature takes her own back. I, I, I love that shit, man. It really gets me thinking of like what it's going to be like when we're not around anymore. You know, I mean, you can see it now with what's going on with the pandemic, like how just much of an impact we have, but how fast nature can heal itself and fix itself. It's, it's, that shit is pretty, it's fascinating to me. (laughs) Anyway, that's a tangent for another day. The fact that we wouldn't find ruins of a advanced civilization from 12,000 years ago. They wouldn't be around anymore. So it's not a surprise that we don't find any. (laughs) That's weird. Let's hear some more stories. Hi, Joe. Arfed here. Um, I missed um, calling in about the experiences in dungeons and caves but i thought i would just call in anyway just to tell you about when i went to uh, wales last year we visited uh, a national coal museum a place called the big pit where you take a a tour underground um, and when you get to the lowest part of the the pits that you're allowed to walk around as part of the tour they ask you to turn off your lights and everybody turns off their lights Um, and that is pitch black darkness I don't think you quite understand it until you've been into somewhere like that how dark somewhere can be. When they say you literally can't see your hand in front of your face, your hand could be touching your nose and you still cannot see your hand. Um, and they used to have kids of 8, 9 and 10 working down there with candles that would quite often go out. So scary thoughts. Arfed, what up, man? Thanks for the call in, dude. It's been a long time since I've heard from you. I just the thought of working down in one of those coal mines 
with the darkness all around you. I don't think I've ever been in a place that dark before. But like, yeah, you have a little candle or something and just a darkness is just it's it's got to almost be like a physical thing just coming in at you. Holy shit. It gives me the heebie jeebies super hard. So thank you (laughs) for that. Uh, That was that was great. I can't imagine being down there. But then, you know, being down in those mines and with the name Arfed, which if you don't know, is short. It's an acronym for rocks fall. Everyone dies. That got me thinking. So that expression is a gaming term I've heard since I was a kid, you know, back in the mid 80s. when I first started playing, I, I feel like that term has been with me the whole time that I've always known that, but I don't know if I've ever actually been in that situation as a player. I want to say that I have, but I don't have a specific memory of being in a tunnel where the rocks fall and everyone dies. Like that's where that cliche comes from. It's just like the GM's way out to just kill everybody. If he's sick and tired of shit, I just don't know if I like, (laughs) so I wonder, has anyone out there ever actually been in that situation where the DM pulls out the rocks fall, everyone dies or something similar along those same kind of lines where the GM just TPKs the crew without any sort of saving throws or anything. I don't know if I've ever been there, but I've heard that expression forever. So it just makes me think. Anyway, Darren, thanks for the call in. Let's hear from John. Hey there, Joe. This is John from the Red Dice Stories RPG podcast. It's early in the wee small hours of Monday morning as I'm recording this, and I've just listened to your episode with the call-ins about dungeon experiences and i thought i'd slide in late to chip in one of my own and it's not really a dungeon to be honest because i I can get a bit claustrophobic and with various medical complaints i don't tend to go down into sort of like caves and stuff like that however we did do a larp event once where they'd set up sort of like an underground complex and it was effectively these massive sort of well i suppose massive you had to sort of crawl sort of crouch walk through them concrete tunnels that they laid out to form this dungeon now where there was an intersection between different lengths of pipes they basically covered it over with heavy cloth and stuff like that to like keep it dark although a little light got in at the intersections and that was all you could really see by we didn't really have torches or anything like that so we're all crawling along it. We can only take our little lot daggers in there. You couldn't take all your big weapons in there. And what they did is as we were going through, they had various people making noises and sort of like banging on these intersection bits, which echoed throughout these pipes and made it really eerie. And I remember there was a sort of a bit of a, an aliens style bit where we got to one point and we were suddenly confronted by these monsters coming the opposite way and we had to try and backtrack because we hadn't got enough weapons to defend ourselves the magic users myself included are like popping off their spells like they're going out of fashion and it was probably the only time i've felt a genuine note of panic at a larp event but it was also one of the most memorable as witnessed by the fact that i still remember and talk about it now a good few years later and 
it really did add a lot to the game. So whilst I can't say I'm keen on going in any caves and I haven't had any real, in inverted commas, dungeon experiences, that was probably the nearest I've got to a fantasy dungeon crawling through these massive concrete pipes and facing down these monsters in the darkness with these strange echoing sounds, damp water at your hands and feet as you crawled through. But it was a really exhilarating experience as well. Enjoying the show, dude. Stay safe. Keep up the good work. That's just my tuppence for this Monday morning. Have fun, dude. Dude, I love how of all the real world dungeon experiences, yours is the most like it would be in the real world for an RPG character. That was an awesome story, man. I I can that would be so disorient disorientating disorientating disorienting i i don't know that word it would be so that for me especially like cuz of the way my vision works like i do re- rely a lot on my hearing and so just having those reverberations those echoes going around as you're crawling through man that that would definitely get my heart racing for sure I was about to say I've never done any LARPing, and then I remembered back in the day when I was in, like, 7th or 8th grade, so, you know, around 12, 13 years old, my friends and I, we got together, and we basically did a LARP without knowing what LARPing was. You know, this was before the internet or anything, so we didn't know that that was even a thing that you could do but we all wrote up characters like i typed mine up on our you know apple 2e and printed it up his backstory i think his name was like lobo or something because the the printer we had it was like some dot matrix printer had uh you could get an image of like a a really pixelated image of a wolf howling at a moon. And I thought that was the coolest thing then. And I still do today. So I'm glad to see I haven't changed much in 30 years, but (laughs) uh, yeah. And we all went to the park one weekend and got after it. You know, Uh, we had like some combat tournaments with just sticks and shit. I, I used a staff, Uh, as part of my weapon and I ended up losing I lost my combat match because I was trying to be flashy I was up against a girl yeah we had girls there there were at least three girls there Anna Lisa and Kara I know they were there Um, and I, I think I was fighting against Kara And I was trying to, you know, I wanted to impress the girls, of course. And so I was trying to be too flashy and I ended up losing. And that's a lesson to be learned. Form over, no, function over form. That's what I want to say. That's the important shit. Concentrate on what's important. (laughs) Anyway, John, thank you so much for the call in. Uh, If you don't know, John and his wife, Hannah, they host the awesome show, RDD RPG. There's a space between the D and the R, but not between the R and the D. Yeah, it's a riddle for you. Go check out their show. It's it's really great. I I think it's 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 great stuff. Go check it out. All right. Uh, Who's next? I think it's Spencer. Dude, what up, Spence? 
real quick before we get to Spencer, I was listening back to that, and it sort of sounds like I was implying that I would have beaten Kara without, like, if I hadn't been trying to impress and be flashy. I don't know that that's a true statement. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. She very well might have whipped my ass. Uh, she certainly won because at the end, I, I do got to say at the very end, we were doing like a best of must have been a best of five touches or maybe it was a best of three touches. I don't remember. But when it got down to the nitty gritty, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose. I should probably start trying. But by then it was too late. And so she might have beat me anyway. But I just wanted wanted to put that out there. Just saying, I don't know that I would have won had I not been. So don't. Don't yell at me. <laughs> All right, let's go, Spence. Hey, Joe, I just wanted to thank you for a fantastic episode. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, hearing Jules there reminded me of my trip to New Zealand, and I did something called blackwater rafting, where you're given a miner's helmet and an inner tube, and you're sent into an underground river. And that was pretty incredible. At one point, you come into this wide cavern and you're all encouraged to switch off your head torches. And the whole roof is lit up with these glow worms. And it's like staring up at the night sky. Just incredible. And um, yeah, just thank you for the episode. Thank you for reminding me of that. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Take care, man. It also reminded me of, um, well, a, a little while back, I really got interested in the idea of finding a game that emulated that kind of claustrophobia, that disorientation, the poor visibility and the sensory deprivation. Um, and I, it led me to Best Left Buried, which I've not actually got around to reading, let alone playing, but um, it's certainly something that I would like to incorporate into a game. If I ever got round to running something, I'd certainly like to play in a game like that. Anyway, thanks again. Take care. Thanks, Spencer. I am really glad you liked that episode. It, I think running silent, running deep, like I've said before, I, I think it's my most useful episode and so I'm really glad that other <laughs> that really other people liked it. And man, I am so so jealous of your trip to New Zealand. That that blackwater rafting sounds amazing. If I if I ever make it over there, that's something I'm absolutely gonna do. Just oh dude, just thinking about kicking back and just yeah, staring up into the blackness and just seeing these bioluminescent glowing creatures above you like that's gnarly man that is awesome so thank you like i'm glad i reminded you of that but thank you for sharing that memory with me and with us so i appreciate that and i i haven't i haven't read best left there buried i certainly haven't played it uh, I heard someone, I've heard a couple of the Anchorites talk about it. They didn't have amazing things to say. And then I just actually watched a, a YouTube review of it on Bud's RPG review. I love that show. I think that does, that dude does great, great videos. Um, 
and he didn't give it a great score anyway. But yeah, if you do read it, Spencer, I, I'm sure you will. But absolutely, let us know what you think. Uh, I let me know. Fuck <laughs> the royal us. I'm an idiot. Uh, let me know what you think, dude. Because I I'm curious if it does sort of give that claustrophobia feeling. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. So who is up next? I bet I know who it is. Hey, Joe, great episode about the underground stuff. The other thing with caves, it, I, and I'm driving to work right now, so I don't remember what it is, but caves, especially once you get down a little bit, have a constant temperature. So temperature variance in the caves would mean something. You know, a cave is normally like, you know, whatever it is, 54.5. I, I don't remember what it is. But but they have, like, constant temperature. So if the characters feel heat or warm or it gets warmer or colder or something, you know, that's something you can use as a dungeon master because normally a cave is just a set, you know, temperature. A natural cave, you know. So anyway, great episode, great points. I totally agree with you on the torches. Um, yeah, and the question is, at what point does it not become fun anymore, right? I don't know. But maybe we'll find out together. Talk to you later. Right. And that's the point is still making it fun. And yeah, I, I think we will find it out. And, you know, it, it's different levers like Shay on his show. Roleplay Rescue talks about different levers. People like to play for different reasons, man. So uh, thank you for your call. And that's a really, really good idea, Jason. Uh, that's Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, I'd never really thought about using temperature like that in a dungeon before or in a cave system. So, right, like you could have it leading the characters towards the goal. Like, if you turn left, it's colder. If you turn right, it's the same temperature. And maybe the cold leads them towards where they're going, or maybe it leads them away from where they're supposed to be going. So I, I, you can totally do a bunch of stuff with that. I've never really thought about that before, man. So thank you. That was, that was awesome, dude. And last but not least, let's wrap it up with the man who inspired this call in this whole idea for a show for me mr henchman hi joe goblin's henchman here yeah i really enjoyed the episode about most dungeony place ever um some interesting uh, stuff there drunken antics and what's it splunking splunking i can't remember that you know when you cave i have to say i remember some kids in year above me going down those caves and the stories put me off the idea for life crawling through those narrow gaps and whatnot but touching on the uh, other stuff you mentioned, I think you're right. Um, but I also, but I mainly agreed with the second part of it, which was, I think taking too much realism in your game can sort of start making it more about the mechanical uh, aspects of doing it rather than just gameplay. So, from my point of view, you know, you can generally see in a dungeon, <laughs> and I tend to give bag of hold, bags of holding sort of fairly early on because I don't want to have to deal with that sort of stuff. I don't worry about don't worry about bathroom breaks anything like that. Just want to get on with the the fun. Anyway, good points though. I am a big fan of people agreeing with me, even if it's just with part of what I say. <laughs> anyway, thank you, thank you, Goblin Senchman. Thank you for inspiring this whole thing. It's been a blast. I've loved it, and 
Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, bags of holding, I I don't care. I give those out, no problem. I don't care how much shit they carry, really. It doesn't really matter. Uh, same with, like, you know, I, I never really deal with bathroom breaks unless I want to fuck with the characters. So I'm like, oh, dude, you got to you gotta go right now. <laughs> That's kind of fun just to mess with them a little bit. But, yeah, as far as seeing... In the as far as light in the dungeon goes, where this whole thing kind of started from, we'll take it back there, and just seeing in a dungeon and in real life as has been so beautifully illustrated by everyone who has called in over the span of these two episodes. Dungeons are fucking dark; they are dark. Uh, but is playing in darkness fun i don't know that's it's the question and i'm just leaning toward it is all that extra bookkeeping that is that's the thing it boils down to so yeah i don't know will i care that much about darkness in my next campaign i'm betting i won't just because i know my style though i'll think about it and i will definitely keep it in the back of my mind but yeah, so Goblin's Henchman, thank you again. And let me sign out of here. Okay. Thank you so much to Alex, to Arfed, to John of RDD RPG, to Spencer of Keep Off the Borderlands, to Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, to Goblin's Henchmen of Goblin's Henchmen, and to everyone else who called in for these two episodes. Thank you so much. I love that I was able to put this together. I love that I have this now forever. Like, I'll be able to go back and listen to these episodes and hear all of y'all's just amazing stories whenever I want. And that's, that's the best thing about recording. I can even set it where I delete my own rambling bullshit and that'll make it even better. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you so much everyone for listening, for your support, for being rad. And until we talk again, peace out. One last thing. The thing I want you to take away from this episode is this. In terms of ancient civilizations, like ancient, ancient, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence.